Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off I gotta say this, Freak Nation, not to be outdone by NASCAR. The NCAA tournament, Freak Nation, ah, uh, they're giving you a doozy. Uh, I think I'm gonna be able to talk Statman off the roof. Uh, Oral Roberts, after taking down Ohio State, now takes down Florida to meet Arkansas in the Sweet 16. Oh, my God. Statman, you down with that? It's pissed him off, pissed him off so much, he's not down with it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He refuses to answer you. Yeah, uh, that's where we're going, Freak Nation. It is that kind of a year for 2021 as we're coming off the COVID sitch in 2020. I think a lot of us expected this with... Uh, the final 64 teams into March Madness. But, oh, my gosh, your number one's going down. I mean, UCLA and Abilene Christian, as my brother text. Now, there's a couple of blue bloods right there, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. It's insanity what's going on. The Big Ten, clearly overrated this year. COVID is, I don't even, I don't even know how to compare this to COVID, but I'm going to have to blame it somehow on COVID because this is not, this is not Big Ten worthy. This is crazy what's going on. Crazy. (laughs) Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue, all go down in round one. What? What? It's... It's is unfathomable. Well, it's nothing's unfathomable. What we've had over the last twelve months, Freak Nation. It's March so. Madness, baby. Uh, my champion Sadness. is still alive. Gonzaga kicking some ass. That's great to see. West Virginia getting their butt kicked by Syracuse. This is is this going to be the funnest? And I'm not, yeah, this is a motorsports show, Freak Nation. But again, motorsports fans are all sports fans. Uh, is this going to crash your stat? Uh, is this going to be the? It, the March Madness of our lives so far? Uh, yes. 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 Right? Yes, without question. Have we ever seen this many big-name teams go down this early? Not from a—I a, love this word—cognitive sense, meaning when I started to pay attention to it, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But holy smokes. I mean, NASCAR gives us kind of a snoozer up until the end where freaking Blaney <laughs> finds something in that damn engine of his to make a pass on Kyle Larson, who led the majority of the race. Holy smokes. Uh, we'll get to that. Sebastian Bourdais, your 12 Hours of Sebring winner, will be joining us this hour. No snoozer there. No, I mean, that was a, that was a challenging race. That was a tough one. He answered the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, 19 seconds, excuse me, 19 minutes left in that race, and things changed for the better for one team. We'll get to that. Also coming up, Matt Smith. Last weekend, he won the Gainesville Nationals. Back-to-back Matt Smith winner from Gainesville and Pro Stock Motorcycle Bikes. He'll be here. And Daniel Blair will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. You see his coverage all over NBC Sports, uh, reporter, anchor, 
uh, go-to guy for Supercross Series. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. How do you join us? You become part of the Freak Nation. You follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks and, of course, on Facebook. We're there for you, the website, speedfreaks.tv. At speedfreaks.tv. Again, Blaney grabbing your win in Atlanta. Uh, finally, we're going to get off these freaking snoozer ovals and get into some dirt coming up. Is that the wait? Is that the next race? It is. Is Bristol dirt? Yeah. Holy crap. Yes. About freaking. And did I hear Mike Joy talking about this today? It's been 50 years since Cup has run on dirt. Yes. Yes. About time they bring it back, huh? Yeah. They keep talking about these freaking roots and don't want to lose our roots and roots this (laughs) and roots that when the majority of the tracks at one time were dirt and you leave dirt 50 years ago, never cut. Oh, now you're back. Back to our roots. Yeah. We don't, we don't alienate our core. Well, bro, you alienated your core when you left the dirt 50 years ago. So it's going to be a fun show tonight, Freak Nation. Again, play ball with us at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Of course, we're there for you on Facebook. With Sebastian Bourdais joining us this hour, I'm curious. We talked about this last week, Crash, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I, I want to hear from an IndyCar driver. I did the math. It's going to be almost seven months. Seven? Almost seven months. Between IndyCar races. What the hell do we do about that? Because again, the thing is, though, we could blame COVID. This is not COVID related. They've had a five, six month off season the last couple of years anyway. Everybody else adjusted just fine. And everybody else is adjusting just fine to COVID. Yeah, it's. Uh, We're going to resume with some Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, bring in some more affiliates, and be right back. Bringing in another round of Affiliates Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old show. Sebastian Bourdais coming up in about 30 minutes. Yes, Sebastian Bourdais, four-time IndyCar Series champion. Another win in sports cars, 12 hours of Sebring. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Three Frenchmen putting a beat down on everybody else. We'll get to that. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes for Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com and check out how you can get up to 70 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. For qualifying passenger General Tires, you get up to 70 bucks back. That's right. Get your money back when you buy four qualifying General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, can you smell it? Normalcy. Is that much closer, guys? Evidenced by the crowd at the 12 hours of Sebring this weekend as fans were absolutely packed in the zoo campground, all up and down the backstretch. It was amazing. Incredible crowd to witness a pretty incredible race. The number five Action Express caddy could not find speed if it slapped him in the face early in the weekend. But early in the weekend doesn't matter as much as the actual time that you cross the finish line. Sebastian Bourdais drove that last 16 minutes with hardly a rear wing, making things enormously difficult to stay on the track. And he muscled that number five across the stripe for an awesome all-Frenchman Sebring overall win with co-drivers Tristan Baudier and Loic Duval. Other winners were Mikkel Jensen, Ben Keating, and Scott Huffaker in LMP2, and Colin Brown, George Kurtz, and John Bennett in LMP3. Supercross finished their Dallas Triple last night, and it was the same guy who won all three Dallas rounds, Cooper Webb. With just now five rounds to go, Webb has put on his afterburners, and he has extended his point lead by now 15. Some say the title is now his to lose, but 
We've got TV host Daniel Blair on with us next hour to give us his take where the title chase actually stands. In the 250s, it was Justin Cooper with the win and the points lead, though only by two digits over Cameron McAdoo. Supercross is now taking an uncharacteristic, get this, uncharacteristic two-week break. When is, when's the last time you saw them take a two-week break? Right. This is before hitting their final five events to close out the season. NASCAR raced in Atlanta, where Kyle Busch was dominant in the truck race, having led 102 of 130 laps. Similarly, Martin Trix Jr. led 103 laps of the Xfinity race, but was sent to the back of the field for speeding on pit lane, so Justin Allgaier took advantage and the win. Then Sunday in the Cup Series, it was a wee bit of the same with Kyle Larson leading and dominating, but Ryan Blaney then literally stole the win out from under him with just a handful of laps to go. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand... Your Mav TV. <laughs> your soap is. Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
You know, I better get back into this break before Crash starts smacking me down like so Noah Gregson and who else was who was on Gregson. the Noah Gregson who Daniel Hemrick Daniel Hemrick did we and we talked about Gregson versus Gregson yes. many months ago right yes yes ja- well if you want to call January many months ago January of this year or last year yeah because when we had him on oh, at the right. beginning of this year Slick Mist from our good friends at Lucas Oil Lucas Oil Slick Mist a tire trim shine treatment spray specifically designed to keep your tires and that trim. Looking pretty spiffy. If you're like us here in Phoenix, you feel the heat starting to rear its ugly head. It'll be burning down on your tires, your interior. Go with the smart folks. Lucas Oil Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's the OG, baby. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Just because today was an absolutely perfect day in Phoenix, you don't have to rub it in to people like Statman in Ohio right about now. You talk about it being beautiful in Phoenix, soon to be very hot. Mm-hmm. Stat, is it, I mean, is it snowing there? What's Ohio like? It was uh, in the mid 60s today. Okay. Sun. Okay. It was beautiful. Okay. Just not on the basketball court. Beautiful outside, oh, not inside. It, it wasn't on the basketball court. But what I was trying to say earlier is that Ohio State made the tournament. <laughs> Okay. Oh, really? We're going to go there? We're going to go there? I didn't see anybody from Indiana had to get everybody to come to Indiana to have any part to play. (laughs) Bam! Ouch. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Archie Miller is gone, so uh, we'll do the, what is this now? Carry the one. 100th coaching search in the last 20 years? Jeez. Where is this going? And, and again, we spent five minutes talking about March Madison. I realize this is a motorsports show. I realize there, there's a significant win today in NASCAR, which, by the way, the last time we had six different winners in the NASCAR Cup Series was, nine, excuse me, 2014. And then we're doing it again today. We thought Kyle well, Larson. We started that season with six unique winners yeah. in the first six. Wow, didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Listen, I know there's stories with, with motorsports, but I'm sorry, man. Oral freaking Roberts. <laughs> What did they have to do with the car race? University of North Texas Mean Green. <laughs> Loyola Chicago pulls out a doozy again. That's Oral Look, I don't yeah, you, know, you know what? I'm about to get some trouble if I start picking on Oral Roberts. Not the university, but the former okay. I'm just going to leave okay. it at that. Okay. Yep. I'm we get the uh, prayer clause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, at at, uh, at Stat uh, Statman on Twitter, Freak Nation. You can hit him up there. <laughs> All right, Statman, you and I have been on this kick for about uh, what fifteen years of wanting, you know, a little bit of parody in NASCAR, where we're tired of the same old dudes winning the same old races. We still have some of the same old races, but the first six races, we have six different dudes winning this race. Does this bring anything to the to the table to kind of? Uh, take away some of our burn for the the wanting for new drivers to win Cup Series? I think it's the best thing that's happened to NASCAR. If they could have planned it in Daytona Beach, they would have planned it this way because new new faces are getting into victory lane early in the season. You don't have the same guys, the usual suspects, Mm -hmm. winning all the races. I think it's wonderful for the sport. Oh, without question. It's always good to see new faces win. And a diverse a diverse group of people winning is also good, no matter what the sport is. But selfishly, I really want to see Michael McDowell in the playoff hunt. And the way the, the points and the playoff has 
run over the last many years is that you win a race, you're guaranteed into the playoffs. If we start having more unique winners, Michael McDowell may be out just because of points. No longer will it be you win and you're in. And I just, I don't want that to happen. If he wins, he's in automatically, at least the first round. That's the first 16 people, including the first, everybody who's won a race. What if we have, what if we have 17 unique winners? Yeah, that's the point. That's that's the thing. I think we're (laughs) heading down in that direction. We've already got six and you know, you can almost count on Kevin Harvick for a win coming up, potentially Kyle Busch for a win coming up. Uh, Chase Elliott. Well, no, Chase. Why? Wait, why? Why do we have to have them? (laughs) No, you're right. The record is 10. The record is 10 unique winners uh, to start the season. So that's, you know, that's, that's probably not going to happen. We're going to get, we almost got Kyle Larson today. Yeah, true. Repeat winner. So it's, it's, we're not going to have 17 unique. We get 17 unique winners. Then we'd, we really have some people fumbling with the results in Daytona. <laughs> the rubber rules. And that- I don't know. I, I, after last year, of course, COVID and just the weirdness that was 2020. I mean, anything's possible. Anything is possible. What if we do? Even, but you're right. 15 unique winners would be completely crazy. I, I, I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 26 unique winners. <laughs> and wouldn't you, and I know, Statman, you were hearing us talk about this at the top of the show where leave it to NASCAR to suck us right back in after these oval races that some of them have been, quite frankly, snoozers with a damn dirt race for the first time in 50, 1970, where Richard Petty won. On the North Carolina State Fairgrounds was the last time the Big Boy Series ran on dirt. Fifty freaking years ago, Statman. You you were not even a thought in your mama's belly that time. Well, I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> Who the heck knows? But that's, again, what what was the promotion line they used the, the most unique season? Oh, best season ever? Most yeah. Season. yeah. They, they've got uh, different winners, a dirt race a road race and the first two races of the year. I think it's, I, this is incredible. If they could just figure out a way, I think next week when they have qualifying heats, I think that's going to prove to people Mm -hmm. that that's what they should do regularly. Uh, instead of having these fake stages, if they'd have qualifying heats and maybe a hundred lap final, I think that would be, uh, the, that would solve a lot of problems for um, interest level by the fans at home. Yes, in this uh, very low attention span country that we have right now, I absolutely 100% agree with you. All right, let's do this, because I want to spend some time talking about what's coming up this weekend. A lot of folks are not familiar with what is a... Well, I'm raising my hand, too. I'm not familiar with what is about to happen at Bristol, other than it's like every freaking Saturday night race on dirt that I've seen my entire life. We'll get to that. Your Statman Scat coming up in moments. Sebastian Bourdais, uh, this hour, your sports car winner from 12 Hours of Sebring. Three French dudes in a hot rod put a beat down on everybody else. But first, your Statman Scatimus. It's a Statman Scatimus. Oh, no. 
you must grind for the results of an athletic competition to sure bet that competition is minor league. As much as I love rallying and rallying in America, I've accepted the sportsmanness of the events. One of the great American events happened this weekend. 100 Acre Wood in Missouri is fast, smooth roads, well run. And did I say fast? Ken Block has won it seven times and was there again this year looking for number eight in a Skoda Fabia R5. That's a European car that's rented by a competitor here in the U.S. Ken's no longer with Ford, in case you wonder. Travis Pastrana won in a Subaru. He held off Block and the Skoda, who was second. Third was Barry McKenna, last year's American champion, who was in a world rally car Ford. He's the one who rents the rides, including Block Skoda. I'd tell you to look for the results. The competition was great, but that rabbit hole would frustrate Alice. Peace. <laughs> Motorsports Radio, redefined. I'm not your friend or anything, damn. You think that you're the man, I think therefore I am. I'm not your friend or anything, damn. You know, I think it's the great song for Bristol coming up. I am not your friend. Ah, that's so true. That's hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that said way back in the day? Was it uh, Mark Martin? Ain't got no friends out there. Yeah, he also said Bristol was like an uh, air show in a uh, gymnasium or something. Fighter jets in a gymnasium. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a name we haven't heard in a while. Where is he? Look, I can be a NASCAR driver. Mark Martin's got zero championships. I've got zero. Hey, oh, come on. What's going on here, man? Not nice. Stat man camp. You can email him. Yeah, you Stat got Beatrix.tv. Both of us have as many wins as uh, Ohio State and Texas this year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I started I started to text you last night, but I said he's probably as mad as I was when Ohio State lost. And the last thing he wanted was a text from me. So I let oh, I gave okay. you the time. The Purdue members of my family sent him a text last night saying, We feel your pain. <laughs> we know what it's like. We'd wrapped up a dinner with some friends of ours last night and they went across the street street with some other friends of ours to have a nightcap on top of a nightcap. And I was watching the game on my phone, as rude as that is. And after they got their ass beat, I said, yeah, we're done. Let's go back. Yeah, pour me another two fingers there. Mm. <laughs> God. But what did I expect? Why did I expect? Oh, my God. whole season was just off completely. So no better way to culminate it than in this wacky tournament. All right. I need some. Uh, let me see. What kind of music could I roll here? Uh, this might make some sense, you know. <laughs> Destination unknown. It's kind of like Bristol on dirt. All right. So here, this is what we've got coming up, guys. And I don't need to go through the entire litany of the procedures for Bristol on dirt. Let me hit some of the highlights here. So each series, the trucks will be there. The Cup Series will be there. Xfinity Series has the weekend off. They'll be in Martinsville that following weekend. So the Trucks and the NASCAR Cup Series will have four qualifying heats of 15 laps each. 
And again, everything that I'm saying here is is going to bring back our days at Paris Auto Speedway or where whatever <laughs> dirt track we went to. <laughs> Everybody's local dirt track. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's we talk. They talk about oh, we don't want to leave our roots. And bro, this is your roots. This is what where Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart and Kyle Larson. This is where they cut their teeth on Saturday Night Rate with heat racing. Mm-hmm. What's right, so, the uh, over and under on fights after a race? God, I hope it's 10. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes over. <laughs> I hope they just start screaming Oral Roberts at each other. <laughs> All right, so the heat field size is going to depend on the size of the overall entry list. So if there's 44 cars, there will be 11 cars in each heat race. Okay. Qualifying heat assignment, starting position is going to be determined by a random draw. The starting lineup will be determined by a formula that weighs finishing position plus positions gained during each heat plus how their final four is shaping up. You think that's funny? The final four basketball. Jesus okay. Christ, man. I was wondering where you got final four. I'm kind of like, wait, that doesn't sound Jeez. right. But that I'll man's let just so going. damn bitter, man. <laughs> We both just let you roll with it. Kenny's like, hello, applause, please. A Buckeye is a nut. They don't ever forget that. At least Texas got beat by a team where you can locate their damn city. Uh, teams, pit stop procedures. I like this. Hold on. Where, who did Texas get beat by again? Don't need to remind you, Crasher. Yeah, say it. Uh, teams will not be permitted to change tires add fuel, or work on their vehicles, except during breaks between stages. Exceptions will be made for vehicles involved in incidents. Okay? Okay. Teams are not required to pit during stage breaks. Those that elect to stay on the track during stage intermissions will line up ahead of the cars, trucks, that pit on their ensuing restart. Interesting. All right. There's going to be no race into onto or off pit road using a controlled pit stop procedure similar to previous formats at Eldora with the truck race. All right. So the stages for Sunday's race in Bristol on dirt. The first stage is 75 laps. Second stage is 150. <laughs> the third stage 250. Oh, oh, they God. just don't get it. Oh. They, they just, I had such high hopes. They right? just don't get it. Wow. The world of, they, the NASCAR ought to sell itself to the world of outlaws. That is the best show in racing. They got it down. They know what they're doing. And it, wow. Yeah, when I saw those stages, I thought, we we don't know how this can... The, the, yeah, okay, they're the greatest drivers on the planet. Said in air quotes. Right. We just don't know. If there is, frankly, th- this race may finish in quick time because if there is what they call the old, what, the, the blue line? Blue line. That, that's just one single freaking line. It may be done in six, I'm sorry, three hours. Yeah, but after all those laps, all the dirt will be in the 15th row. They won't have any dirt left on. They'll be racing on pavement. They seriously will. Yeah, it'll be so worn down. That's a good point. How are the tires? Oh, man. There's so much up in the air for this weekend. But, yeah, how will the tires react going from a very nicely 
done up dirt track to a part dirt, part asphalt track at the end. So stat, let's, what am I doing next weekend? I'm in Dallas. All right, we'll be back in time to see the Bristol race. It's not like they don't have TVs in Dallas anyway. Yeah, but um, the airplane is the issue there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Stat. Let's just give it a chance. Let's give it a shot. Hey, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, I'm all for it. But they need to uh, they need to get some better understanding of these stages and 250 laps on dirt. Come on. Shorten the length, please. The choose rule procedure of allowing teams drivers to pick either the inside or outside line for restarts will not be in effect for Bristol dirt track events. wonder what that's interesting. It's not used at super speedways either. According to this story, the race leader or control car in scoring tower parlance. <laughs> I will probably never use that word again unless I read it. Parlance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just for just for grins. Yeah. Use it in a sentence. All right. Again, not that sentence. Don't read it. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. What do you think? So use parlance in a in a sentence. Parlance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the finishing order of my daughter's seven and eight year old soccer team will be filed via the parlance. <laughs> what? It's in it's parlance is like an order of, right? In the order of, right? No, it's a particular way of speaking or using words, especially a way common to those with a particular job or instance. For in I can't talk. For oh, instance, parlance, yeah, like okay, I got you. Yeah. Dated Jesus. terms that were once in common parlance. Yeah, and scoring tower talk is what they could say. No, they got to use parlance. No, I thought I thought Luke Parlance wasn't he a point guard for Oral Roberts against Roberts. Ohio State? Oh. <laughs> well done. Oh my gosh! Come on, NASCAR. Let's just let, you've you've done this quite well through the COVID situation. Making we don't have IndyCar until freaking middle of April. They could they got the stage to themselves. God, <laughs> you could do anything, but except the two hundred and fifty lap stage on dirt. <laughs> oh my goodness! Again, yeah, all the be... all Go the ahead. dirt, all the dirt's gonna be in the fifteenth row, and whatever's left is gonna be thrown in beer cups uh, along the side of the track. I mean, it just, it's its staggeringly bad idea. The dirt is a great idea, but to run long stages like that, they're going to run out of stuff to talk about. You know, so how many times can you say, gee whiz, look at them cars going fast. Wow. Uh, what backwoods track was that, Stat? Oh, that's going to be Bristol next week when they run out of stuff to say. 250 laps. That's staggeringly bad idea. That's that's maybe what we do next Sunday night is we spend a segment giving our stories of dirt track and dirt track racing involving 
hearsts with railroad <laughs> ties, trestles oh in the back of their car. Oh, yeah, you and that. yeah, you and I have raced on dirt more than half the field <laughs> that is going to be in the race. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you were in the car when we got hit by that hearse, right? Oh Crash? yeah. Ooh, that knocked my head in so many different directions. We get out of the car. I'm like, oh my, I am in pain. That was no. How do we just survive walking within that fence of that speedway that I named ten minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> there were there were some interesting creatures. Stat, we'll, we'll say that. Well, I survived. Very fun. Times. I survived the Fourth of July out there wearing a Japanese drift shirt. <laughs> I stayed. I stayed until uh, for about an hour until I realized that everybody that walked by me. I uh, had had four beers and they kept looking at me like, what are you doing here? So I uh, snuck out, as they say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Next weekend's going to be greatness. All right, Freak Nation. His name is Sebastian Bourdais. He's been coming in here almost all the 20 years of Speed Freaks. Four IndyCar Series championships. Multiple sports car winner. One of the good dudes. In motorsports, what if he's going to get excited? Typically, it sounds like he's, he checks in with us from his tanning bed. All right, <laughs> Sebastian Bourdais, twelve hours of Sebring winner, joining us next. Speedfix Pits, Lucas Hole Studios. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protects your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Your soap is...
Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Mother, I don't want to take my medicine. 24 years in the gutter again. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Everybody's acting like they're all off. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, 20-plus years of doing this thing. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, you'll follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks, we're there for you on Facebook. And, of course, again, the website, speedfreaks.tv. This segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil Slick Mist and Tire Trim Shine. It's a treatment spray specifically designed to keep your tires and trim like, well, like new. Formulated and water-based and pH-neutral product. It could be used safely on rubber, plastic, leather, and vinyl to improve that dull gray oxidation that sitting that bad boy out in the sun can cause. His name is Sebastian Bourdais, winner Sebastian Bourdais, uh, for the 12 Hours of Sebring joining us here in the Freak Nation. Before I went, uh, we went live with you, Sebastian, I asked about, did you get any rest? I think it was the correct answer. When you get results like you did, uh, who needs rest when you're a winner from 12 Hours of Sebring? <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty high energy, so uh, yeah, all, all feeling great and uh, such an amazing feeling, you know, to uh, to be able to uh, win uh, big big races like that and uh, and share it with a uh, with good friends and uh, and a small team and uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an achievement for everybody. All right, let's cut right to the chase. Sebastian Bourdais, twelve hours of Sebring winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. You grabbed the lead on that restart with nineteen minutes to go. Kind of run me through your psyche at that time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it seems very uh, improbable, you know. I mean, we were trapped, lap down after a, an early incident with the 48. Uh, Louis couldn't do anything about it, got kind of run into, and uh, lost the lap there. Uh, and, yeah, never really seemed to be able to recover from it. Um, yellow never fell in the right place, and... Uh, we're trapped there. Then I got a flat tire. I had to come in, got basically pretty much two laps down at that point. And, uh, and yellows just didn't fall very often anymore. <laughs> and, uh, or somebody would stay out and we, we couldn't get all that back. And I was like, man, this is, this is not looking good at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just got lucky enough. The team did a great job, uh, you know, to get us those two laps back. And, uh, when, when there were a couple of yellows in succession and, uh, and then temperatures started to drop and, uh, and everything kind of started to come to us. Uh, it was, 
was really uh you know unexpected i guess we, we were kind of lagging behind pace wise most of the weekend and then when the night fell and the temperatures cooled off the wind died down a bit and the car the car really started to uh to to kick and uh and yeah, it was great to drive i had uh, a couple of uh really good restarts and some really quick uh sequences in and out of the pits and uh, uh yeah we just uh also benefited a little bit from the 01 and 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 I think the 60 that got a penalty at some point. But uh, overall, we were very competitive at the end when it mattered. And uh, if not for that rear wing scare at the end, uh, 15 minutes to the end, it uh, it it would have been uh, fairly calm and and composed inside the car. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted to know about. It's crazy how the rear wing goes whack. You can tell us exactly what happened, but you didn't know it was the rear wing. You were just holding on for dear life for those last 16 minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we're not entirely sure what happened, but looking at the car that got hit more than than it needed to uh, during the race, uh, we basically seeing that when uh, Nasser ended up in the side of, uh, of our car uh, over that monster jump that he got, um, it, it probably pushed the rear cell quite a bit and, and probably broke the pins off of the upper flap. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically in the back of the track, right after the last restart, um, it just came off. That's and like you said, I had no idea what happened, but I the car was just freaky loose and uh and i you know i <laughs> i almost stuffed it a couple times and thankfully i pulled a little gap uh at the restart uh, to the 55 and managed to stay ahead and at that point i really didn't think i was going to be able to to manage uh, the car and not, or and or not make a mistake because it was it was so loose <laughs> i couldn't and and it's not really my forte either so i i didn't give myself many uh many uh chances of, of succeeding in that one but uh it all worked out and also because i guess we, we became very difficult to pass because without a real wing the car started to pick up five miles an hour so oh, wow. <laughs> it was uh it wasn't so very nice to drive but it was awfully difficult to pass <laughs> sebastian borday is the sebring 12 hour winner saturday night sebastian take us inside your helmet what's going on who are you talking to you're talking to a spotter are you talking to your crew What's going on inside that helmet? Uh, well, we don't have spotters. <laughs> so what? <laughs> really? So that was uh, that that was not a concern. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, honestly, I told the the guys, I think something broke, something broke, and you know, can you tell me what's going on? And and they were looking at numbers, and and I guess by the time they really figured out what. They saw happened. They saw that I I had gone full tilt on max max stiffness on the front bar and full soft on the rear bar and gone quite a bit uh, to the front on the brake balance and that's really all I had inside the car to to try and manage the situation. So they didn't bother telling me what was going on because I was like, well, just do the best you can and see if you can hang in there. And uh, I'm still I'm still shocked it worked out, but uh, yeah, it was it was very very stressful. You know, you're in the car. You basically did the job. You you were P6 at the, at you know, two stints or three stints to the end, and then it restarts. You're aggressive. You make a position. You get yourself in in the you know position to win the race, and you get there. And 15 minutes to the end, it's it's in the bag. Like the car is good enough. Everything's functioning mm. right, and 
you take that restart and then all of a sudden everything's out of control and, and you're not even sure you're going to be able to, uh, to keep the car on the track. So it was, uh, yeah, my heart uh, started pounding pretty good. And I was like, man, there's only in racing that you can go through those emotions like this. It's just crazy. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just really glad it all, all worked out. And, uh, you know, so, so very happy for the whole team. Sebastian, what's more satisfying in victory lane? Is it when you cruise to a win and just absolutely dominate? Or is it like a weekend that you had in Sebring this weekend where you struggled all weekend and then the race brought about a bunch of challenges and you really worked your butt off? You and Tristan and Loic, you guys worked your butt off for that win. Which one's more satisfying in victory lane? Uh, I think when you feel like you deserve it, that's the most satisfying, but the joy when you cross the start finish line after going through <laughs> the ups and downs of the day like this, it's, it's pretty up there. <laughs> I would imagine because this was a very schizophrenic weekend. I mean, you guys struggled all weekend, but it's so great to see you on top at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we were basically a second off. We, we couldn't pinpoint exactly uh, what we needed to do with the car and, uh, and like I said, I mean, really at the end, when it mattered, when, you know, you have to have the, the best car possible, then, then the track came to us. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty glad it did. Sebastian Bourdais, 12 hours of Sebring winner. Sebastian, you've won on a lot of tracks, not just a lot of races, but you've won on a lot of tracks from Sebring to Le Mans. Where does Sebring sit in the races that you've won in IndyCar and cart and sports cars rank Sebring for us. Ah, uh, it's right there with the very tricky, bumpy, uh, straight courses. Uh, it's, it's actually probably even harder because there's a, a, you know, there are so many different, um, pavements and, and the bumps are, are so unpredictable. It's not, not really visible. It will look kind of the same, but sometimes you put a wheel there and then you just take off, you know, so it's, it's a very tricky place and, and you race on this pavement for 12 hours and you got so many opportunities to make mistakes. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely up there and it's also, you know, got quite a few fast corners. So, um, small mistakes, big consequences sometimes. Sebastian IndyCar drivers always come away saying that Detroit is the worst track that they race on. It's bumpy. It's a street circuit. Some drivers have even come away with bloody hands. Can you compare Sebring to Detroit? Uh, I'd say, I mean, it, it can be equally challenging. It all depends how your car is responding. And yeah, true. If, uh, if it's uh, an evil thing or, or if it's a pretty well-behaved one. <laughs> I like, hold on a second. This is going to, this is totally taking a right turn here, but I like how you just said that. It depends on how it responds. You, you're not one that calls the cars she's? No, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, it's an interaction with the machine. <laughs> Cause I like sometimes when guys are like, she's a bitch today. And I'm like, Hey, easy. Hold okay, on. Okay. Well, there you go. Hey, uh, Sebastian, it's not in this day and age that we're living in. Yeah, I mean, right. you better make sure you don't associate your car to a she. You never know how that could be uh, hey. taken by some people. Right. That's so true. Sebastian, is it a big deal that three Frenchmen won 12 hours of Sebring? It's a big deal for us. Heck I don't yeah. know for people, but for us, it was it was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, ever since uh, Tristan uh, joined us on the five, it's it's been been really fun. We we have a, a really good group, and and we have some good laughs. Sometimes we we joke around. You know, we say we we don't get paid all that much, but uh, you know, we have a heck of a lot of fun. So uh, 
at top of the battle. But uh, no, more seriously, I think it's a uh, it's it's a very homogenic uh, uh, group, and uh, and I think it shows on the track. You know, everybody's uh, bringing its uh, its turn to the uh, to to the building, and uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's working. We're having fun and. Uh, and uh, trying to to give the best uh, of ourselves to to the to the team. How much of a Sebring win, or maybe even a Daytona win? How much of those wins resonate back in Le Mans, back in your home country? I uh, I think it resonated in in the racing world a lot. Um, I haven't received that many texts and tweets and messages all around uh, in in quite some time. So oh, wow. it's. Uh, it's really cool. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's still early days in the season and, and everybody was very much focused on watching the race. And, uh, and, uh, it seems like it, it was quite a thrill to, to watch the end there. So, uh, I have to watch <laughs> it myself to, to figure out exactly how it uh, all, all panned out. But, uh, yeah, for sure it was, uh, it was relayed pretty well. Sebastian, it's been almost, it'll be almost seven months between IndyCar races. And I understand COVID plays in, into it yet. NASCAR has adjusted, Supercross has adjusted, NHRA has adjusted, sports cars have adjusted. What the hell could IndyCar do to get back in our psyche? I'm using psyche once again, but that type of layoff just it can't be helpful for the series and uh, team sponsors and teams. No, I mean it, it is very hard. It's uh, thankfully we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccination and the rules relaxing a bit and. Uh, you know, sponsors being able to to get closer to the action, having more people around and, and all. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been extremely challenging for for everyone, and um, I think it really stretched the limits of what was feasible for for all series and sports in in all different fields. But um, you know, obviously, it was uh, unprecedented in in modern history with with the world we live in, and um, and hopefully, it will uh, all it gets put behind us pretty soon because I think it's uh, it's hurt a lot of people and, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll manage to uh, to surf the wave on on the other side. <laughs> well, buddy, it's always a pleasure to get you here in the Freak Nation because it means you want a damn race. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen anywhere near as often as it used to, though. So yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Are you getting a little snobby with your four IndyCar Series championships? What the hell's <laughs> going on, man? No, I just remember when I used to talk to you every other week. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Well, well, go win the IndyCar season opener. It is in your backyard, after all. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. All right. Sebastian, as always, buddy, thank you. You're welcome. You know, during that interview, it came to me how I think he is one of the most underrated race car drivers in the history of race car driving. I would agree with that. And the split, he's one of the drivers that really got hurt by the IndyCar when it was cart IRL and they were split into two different series because had they been together as one series and he had four championships, mm -hmm. more people would know of him and respect his, his work because you're right. That resume in the two thousands was bonkers. You know, Statman, and he was, he was running with, when, with, with cart running with Newman Haas. Yeah. I mean, top-notch team that, again, you put them in any kind of series, whether you know, the split was back together, that dude would still be clicking off wins back in the day. Yeah, I think Crash is 100% right that the, there was such a fantastic field of named drivers, and he was winning the championships against those named drivers. And if you didn't have to worry about 
things going bananas and who do we cover them or these guys if he just had one series of indie cars and he was the champion of it he might have ripped off seven and ten or something like that he might have gone bananas because he had control of the series in a car that was dominant and uh, he might have been a, a massive massive name yeah you're right and if the series was one would Scott Dixon have as many titles as he has now? I mean, there's so many what ifs. Yeah, Dixon might have been an F1 though. He that was where he was headed, and uh, uh, he might have been in F1. Maybe not with one of the great teams, but he might not have been in the United States at all. Think of him and uh, uh, Almondinger when he was clicking off those wins in cart back in the day. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and he had a he had a it was a strange thing for AJ though cuz he was with a team that wasn't a major team with huge bankroll but he was, was still winning. Bruto? Yeah, who what well, the name of that team? It was they were, weren't they out of Denver as well? Yeah, yeah, they were out of Denver. Yeah, and I can't remember the name, but they weren't the major so, team with a huge mm-hmm. bankroll. Yeah, he and Justin Wilson. Wow. Bam. All right, Freak Nation. Big second hour coming up. Daniel Blair. You hear him all over NBC Sports coverage for Supercross Series. Uh, it's a talk about strange, strange but a cool Supercross season. We'll talk to him about that. Also coming up, Matt Smith, flying the old Lucas Oil Colors in Gainesville, Pro Stock motorcycle bike winner and former champion multiple times over, joins us next. Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. <laughs> No Freak Nation. It ain't over yet. Got a second hour for you. Coming up this hour, Matt Smith. Four-time NHRA? That is correct. Pro-stock motorcycle champion? Yeah. He'll be joining us this hour. Also, Daniel Blair. Part of the coverage for NBC Sports and Supercross, Supercross Live. He'll be joining us this hour. What a wacky season it's been as well. Uh, be a part of this big old thing. We're there for on Twitter, Facebook, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Did you miss the Sebastian Bourdais interview last hour? We'll have it up there for on the website, speedfreaks.tv. And if your bracket looks anything like 99% of the rest of the planets, uh, well, it's because it does. Oral Roberts advancing to the sweet mother freaking 16. By beating Florida. They were down by like 12, 13 points. Come back and put a beat down on Florida after they put a beat down on Ohio State. 
And then you have Abilene Christian putting a beat down on Texas last night. And again, Abilene Christian and UCLA. There it is. 20 years ago, Statman, as we started this show, you know what, Kenny? That old college there in Abilene, Texas, it's going to be playing UCLA second round tournament in 2021. I would say, you're crazy, Statman. You are crazy, man. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You go, when this is all <laughs> over, the Sweet 16, probably eight or nine of those teams are going to be double-digit seeds. That means that the NCAA, the talking heads, the pundits, all of them don't have a clue what they're talking about. Yeah. Curious how this is going to shape up now with those number ones, you know, with Illinois out of the way. You got Gonzaga and Baylor still in the hunt. Uh, is it is this weirdness going to continue? Uh, North Texas is now out. Uh, Oregon State and oh, yeah. Where's that Oklahoma State. State are going at it. Oregon State's up by double digits. Yeah. Is it? It was like 20 something the last I saw. But getting back, hey, you know what's that? Getting back to our conversation about we're enjoying the fact that we have six different winners in the Cup Series this year, first time in seven years. Are you enjoying this craziness when it comes to March Madness 2021? Yeah, I am. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, because it's going to it's going to prove that fans in the stands have an influence on the game, I believe, and that the people are screaming, the teams get behind it, they get overwhelmed, whatever. But when you have the stands are basically empty and you don't have that influence of the crowds cheering and screaming, you can find these teams are fairly equally matched and there's enough guys that aren't overwhelmed by the the laundry that the other guys are wearing. And it's just me and you on the playground. Let's play ball and see who wins. And I think that's, that's the fun of this. Creighton and Ohio. Creighton and Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you, Oh, you is wild. It's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Uh, And it's out in the middle of nowhere down in the you know the beginnings of Appalachia and uh you know it's it's wild it's a the campus is larger than the town the town is just like the you know, part of the campus it's but it's beautiful and uh yeah I mean it's them being in the tournament longer than Ohio State after Ohio State was so overrated all year <laughs> that's wonderful wonderful Crasher we're big Kevin Harlan fans. We've had a chance to interview yes. him in the past and it's not a knock against Statman, but Kevin Harlan could call again, could call a freaking lava lamp and make it sound interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there are guys like that. You know, there, there's right? a lot of guys like that, you know, Kevin Harlan, when he goes, the Oral Roberts university. Beats <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> Did he really say that? I didn't hear yeah, that. That's, that's wonderful. wonderful. That is brilliant. I mean, I'm I'm from Columbus, and I went to high school on the Ohio State campus. But all of that, the Ohio State University, it, you know, it's, it's tedious and extreme. Yeah, I've, I'm over that, too. I, I don't even know how the it started. Oral Roberts University. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Yes. I mean, nothing sounds counter to college sports. Where are you from? I'm from ORU. What? 
Jesus. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, going to resume with some affiliates and get some Crash Class Pit news and notes coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. How you doing, Speed Freaks, on a Sunday night, second hour Speed Freaks, bringing in another round of affiliates. Coming up in moments, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. The Houston went <laughs> wire to wire with Rutgers. Jeez. Uh, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. How about 70 bucks back, General Tire? That's right. Four qualifying General Tire passenger tires. And you'll take home up to $70 with a Visa prepaid card. Get out, enjoy the weather, the streets, on a new set of General Tires, baby. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Normalcy is so close, guys. And this weekend at the 12 Hours of Sebring, we saw that as evidence as fans were packed everywhere. The zoo, campground, up and down, up and down the backstretch. It was just Incredible to see it all. The number five Action Express caddy could not find speed, though, if it slapped him in the face early in the weekend. Then again, early in the weekend doesn't matter as much as the end of the weekend does when you cross the finish line. Sebastian Bourdais drove the hell out of that number five the last 16 minutes without a rear wing, making things enormously difficult to stay on track. But he muscled it across the stripe in the number one position. Awesome. All Frenchman Sebring overall win with co-drivers Tristan Vaudier and Loic Duval. Other winners were Mikkel Jensen, Ben Keating and Scott Huffaker in LMP2, Colin Brown and George Kurtz and John Bennett in LMP3. Supercross finished their Dallas triple last night, and it was the same guy who won all three Dallas rounds, swept by Cooper Webb. And with just five rounds to go, Webb has now put on his afterburners and extended his points lead by 15. Some, me, say that the title is now his to lose, but... We've got TV host Daniel Blair on with us this hour to give his take just where the title chase does stand. In the 250s, it was Justin Cooper with the win and the points lead, though his points lead is only by two digits over Cameron McAdoo. Supercross is now taking a very bizarre two-week break before hitting those final five events to close out the season. NASCAR race in Atlanta where Kyle Busch was dominant in the truck race, leading 102 of 130 laps. Similarly, Martin Truex Jr. led 103 laps of the Xfinity race, but was sent to the back of the field for speeding on pit lane. So Justin Allgaier took full advantage of that mistake and went on to his first win of the, of the year. Then Sunday in the Cup Series, it was a wee bit of the same. Kyle Larson leading, dominating most of the race. Then Ryan Blaney literally stole the win from Larson with just a handful of laps to go. Insane. Six races, six different winners. Wow. Four-time NHRA champion Matt Smith next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks. And we know vehicles, they could be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle can break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, even butter cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop. Shaka-laka, 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 
Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, 20-plus years from the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up in a moment, your pro-stock motorcycle winner from Gainesville, uh, Matt Smith. Uh, are you throwing stuff at the wall already? What's up? <laughs> I, what, what is all that? No, uh, I mean, we're, we're just working here in the shop and uh, just trying to get stuff going for the, our Las Vegas race. It's going to be our next race we got. All right, hold the hell on. This segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's a treatment spray specifically designed to keep your tires, your trim, to look like new. It's water-based, pH-neutral product used safely on rubber, plastic, leather, vinyl. For all of us that leave our cars out in the sun, this is a perfect, perfect example of why we should use Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Check it out at lucasoil.com or your favorite auto parts store today. All right, back to Matt Smith, your winner from Gainesville, Pro Stock Motorcycle winner. I guess a winner never sleeps, man. You got to be back out there in the shop, whether you won the damn race or you didn't qualify, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I had to use some of that Lucas Oil Slick Mist to uh, <laughs> pick my bike up after we went to Sand Crab. I had to clean it all up. But, uh, <laughs> so you know, those guys are a big supporter of our team. And, you know, we, we couldn't run 200 mile an hour without them. Um, we use their oil and uh, they're, they're a special uh, sponsor of ours, too. But, 
Yeah, we're, we're just out here working away and trying to get prepared for the Las Vegas race coming up. The way, okay, outside looking in, I looked at that performance in Gainesville as just plain domination. But we were talking a little bit earlier and you said, no, it wasn't. You would not call it a dominant weekend. Why? No, I mean, we did, we did not have the quickest bike there. And uh, uh, the new Suzuki package is uh, far better than, than anything that the V-Twin customers have right now. And uh, uh, they just messed up on Sunday, you know, racing. But uh, they've made some big steps. They're, the new four-valve motor is, is, is going to be really good. It's, al- it's already faster than what we have. And they got the fuel to go with it, too. So, uh, you know, they just messed up Sunday, and we put put together four good runs of good speed. We just didn't have the ET to match what they were doing. So how do you correct that then moving forward, especially to Las Vegas? Uh, we don't. I mean, we, we have we've developed the motor that we have for the last five to six years, and they've got three months worth of work into their stuff. So uh, hmm. I think NHRA is going to eventually have to slow them down. It doesn't look like they're going to do anything now because I won the race uh for for the vegas race but uh they're gonna have to put some weight on them bikes uh to slow them down to make uh or they're just gonna they're dominate the rest of the year uh the only way we have a chance of winning right now is if they make mistakes like they did oh wow matt smith gator nationals no let's correct this back-to-back gator nationals winner and your defending champion in pro stock motorcycle joining us here speed freaks pits on a sunday night so that could be a, a major talking point Come Vegas, come any race. I mean, that's a really big deal. What you just said there. Yeah, you know, I, I really thought NHRA would uh, do something after the Gainesville race. You know, uh, Angel was the quickest bike there. Um, if they would have put her Q1 pass qualifying front half numbers with her Q2 back half numbers, she went below the national record. She'd have went a 670. Oh. Um, so they just they just don't have the tune up for the back of, half of the of the track yet. On those Suzuki's, but Joey, even Joey went a 78 at 198 there. So, uh, on the new Suzuki bike. Uh, so I think they're going to be really fast this year. And if you throw my run out that I went to 76, the next closest V twin was 81. So 81 to a 74, what she was running is uh, a pretty big difference. So, uh, we got our work cut out, but, uh, hopefully NHRA will, will, will look at everything, you know, eventually and, and slow them back down. All right, all those numbers you just threw out, Matt Smith, Gainesville winner, back-to-back Gainesville winner, supporting those Lucas Oil colors in the Pro Stock Motorcycle Back class, uh, are hieroglyphics to a lot of people. But all that being said, isn't that what being a racer is all about, about bitching and moaning about weight and <laughs> size of drivers, size of chassis and engines and spark plugs? Isn't that just what you guys do? You just you got to find something to gripe about? You won the damn race, Matt! <laughs> no, I I just want to be competitive, and, and I want our class to succeed, and I just want it to be a good race. You know, do I think the Suzuki's needed needed help? You know, over the last couple of years, absolutely. Uh, but I think they might have got too much. You know, hmm. I think we all need to be within a couple hundred couple hundreds of each other. You know, going down a racetrack and let the racers and the tuners, you know, win races. Um, but when you have a, a distinct, you know, advantage, it's, it's just hard to. Uh, you know, to go and, and battle that. But uh, we've, we've had the advantage, you know, over the last couple of years with our performance that we've done and, and worked hard in the shop. You know, it's just our team. You know, everybody else has been able to buy the same stuff. So uh, I'm just looking forward to running the rest of the year. We've got three good bikes in our camp right now. Um, 
and hopefully, uh, you know, we can muster up some more wins and ha- and run for this championship. You know, but this Denso motorcycle is is pretty is pretty hateful. We, it's the first time anybody's <laughs> ever ran four two hundred mile an hour passes right. in elimination, and uh, we got to do that first. Matt Smith, does a rider on a pro stock bike know the difference between running two hundred miles an hour and one ninety and a quarter mile? Yes. Uh, they might not know the difference between 198, 100, and 200, but you definitely know the difference between 190 and 200. Um, it's hard to tell the difference in, you know, a 199 to 200 pass or 201 pass, but, you know, anything over 198 is, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you don't know between another mile an hour or two in that, in that instance. So what was faster, you and your 200 mile an hour pass or, you running to the starting line for that final to make the TV window. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what happened there. Uh, we got told uh, a certain time to be up there, and nine times out of ten, they'll come back by with about ten minutes to go and say, "All right, you're ready to go up." And you know, we we're normally we'll load the map and go up. Nobody ever came back by and told us <laughs> the time to get up there. And next thing you know, the guy's like, "You got to be in the water like now." I'm like. Well, nobody come and told us, you know, oh, so it's like man. just a minute miscommunication first race of the year. And, uh, you know, I think everybody would be more prepared next time, but, uh, we made it up there. I didn't get a look at my spot that I wanted, but we, uh, we got lane choice and we picked the left lane and we turned the wind light on Matt Smith, your Gainesville winner in the NHRA pro stock bike category, Matt, some of the brightest minds in all of motorsports are in the NHRA. They know about speed. They know about wind resistance. They know about the air temperature and the effect that it has on the bike speed. Let's say you want to stretch those parameters against the rules and go as far as you can. Can't you go out and hire somebody specially to look at those things and make you that much faster than the competition? No, you know, with the budgets that we have, we can't hire people like NASCAR, you know, what they do and all that. Um, we go to the wind tunnel, uh, here in Mooresville and, and we try a little stuff, you know, here and there and, and we wear different helmets or get leather suits made different. And, and we try stuff like that. But the biggest thing is we go through body template every year. Um, and NHRA keeps the eye on that and they check stuff and we have to pass certain parameters to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to race. And, uh, everybody that has the same Buell package that we have all the bodies have to be the same identical. And, um, so, you know, it's hard to do stuff like that, but you can find stuff with windscreens and, and, you know, like I said, helmets and stuff like that. And we found a little stuff in the wind tunnel, uh, like that, but you know, you just don't give that information out to people. <laughs> well, I guess that, that takes away my next question then. Cause I was shocked when you said you've even tried different things with your leathers. What could be a, a an advantage with your leathers to speed things up? Well, different materials. Uh, Some leathers are slicker than others. Uh, You make them tighter in certain spots and and looser in other spots to to help the air get around stuff. Um, There's a lot of stuff you can do. I mean, you know, we've gone to the wind tunnel with with baggy stuff and and then put tape over it and and tried it and seen the advantages or or it hurt us. So there's certain areas, you know, helmets are big things, windscreens. You know, we can tilt our front bearing some to – to make it a different angle to get the the air over the bike and over the rider and over the, over the rider shoulders. And, uh, you know, 
rider position in the wind tunnel. You know, if you want your butt up in there a little bit more, you want your, you know, just certain things. It just, there's a lot of stuff that gives you an advantage. And, and we've probably gone to the wind tunnel more than any other team out there um, in NHRA. Matt Smith, the start in a drag race is the most important thing in that race, getting off the line as quickly as possible. I know on a pro stock bike, it's very different because the bike is so small compared to a four wheel car that the front wheel could actually lift out of the beams and cause a red light. Is there any difference between the way a top fueler, for example, starts versus a pro stock bike rider? I don't think so. I mean, that probably was a question for Antron. Maybe he's, he's raced top field and he's raced pro stock motorcycle, but I've driven a pro mod car and, and I don't, I don't change my breathing habits anymore in a pro mod car than I do on a, a pro stock motorcycle. You know, I mean, I might hesitate a little bit longer if I want to hold somebody out a little bit, but then again, some, a lot of times I'll go in first, you know, it's just, it's all of what I'm feeling when I go up there and after I do my burnout is the, what kind of mood I'm in whether I go in first on the on the stage beam or I, I go in last, you know. But let's be honest. I mean, fitness helps in any form of motorsports, but let's just talk a little trash here. Clearly, motorcycle pilots are much more fit than car drivers because you guys have basically no seatbelt, no Hans device, no nothing, no roll cage, and you guys got to monster that thing down the, well, not the quarter mile, but 1,000 feet. That's crazy. Yeah, we have to monster that thing down, down the track, uh, we have to be the smallest riders to be able to make weight to, you know, where the NHR has parameters on us. Um, so, you know, for us to be make weight at the, after the run, you, you have to be around 160 pounds or lighter, oh. you know, to, to be able to jockey one of these things, you know, a, a top fuel Harley guy, they're 200 plus 300 pounds, you know, to jockey those bikes because those bikes weigh a thousand pounds. So, after the run, you know, the V twins are worth 640 pounds and the Suzuki's are 610 pounds. So, you know, you have to be light to do this. And, you know, a lot of us are in shape. I'm not in real good shape. I don't, I don't run all the time and, and do this and do that, but I do watch what I eat some and, and keep the weight off. And, uh, but I couldn't go do a marathon by, by no means. Yeah. But you have to be strong. I mean, it's, it's no easy task what you guys are doing. No, it's, it's no easy task, you know, and, you know, you have to hold on. You have to be strong. You know, you can't go lift weights because then you put up a bunch of muscle and bulk and, and then you, you know, the muscle is weighs more than, you know, just regular. So it's like, um, it's a catch 22 there. You have to be strong enough to hold on the motorcycle. Um, and that's kind of where the guys sometimes have a little bit of advantage over the females on the bike. Um, especially when it's a hard, you know, side wind or something like that, we can control the bikes a little bit better than the females do. But, uh, you know, we pull a little over three G's through low gear. So you have to, you have to be strong enough to hold on. Wow. Is your breathing any different when you've got to walk into the house and you've got a disagreement with Angie or when you hit the Christmas tree, do you breathe differently with that? <laughs> no, I really don't. Uh, um, <laughs> don't, <sometimes> answer. <laughs> don't answer that yet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes she'll, uh, she gets my blood flowing a little bit more than mm-hmm. others, you know, at, at home which I do the same to her, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, as far as on the racetrack, you just, I go up there with the intent. It doesn't matter who's in the other lane. I just go up in the intent to run my side and just do the best job that I can and, and try to turn that wind light on and make the best pass that I can. Okay, Matt, have you ever, or is Angie or you, you and Angie, when you're in a disagreement, 
have either of you dropped the don't you make me go red <laughs> yeah yeah or, or or the other thing is um don't piss me off or you will sleep on the couch tonight <laughs> oh well that, that's directed to the point bam so yeah. you know we, we we do have our battles when we race each other and it, it's kind of fun you mm-hmm. know uh when we run each other but it's a lot it's a lot better when we race each other in the final so we know one of the trophies coming home and one of us is right. uh going to win the race it's always bad when you race each other first round you know <laughs> He's a pro stock motorcycle champion multi-times over. And giving us marriage counseling. Back-to-back Gainesville winner, Matt Smith, flying those Lucas Oil colors. It's been great, man. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Get some more wins so you can join us, all right? Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, appreciate you having me on. All right, buddy. Awesome. Sleep good. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Oh, no. When you must grind for the results of an athletic competition, it's a sure bet that competition is minor league. As much as I love rallying and rallying in America, I've accepted the sportsmanness of the events. One of the great American events happened this weekend. 100 Acre Wood in Missouri is fast, smooth roads, well run. And did I say fast? Ken Block has won it seven times and was there again this year looking for number eight in a Skoda Fabia R5. That's a European car that's rented by a competitor here in the U.S. Ken's no longer with four, in case you wonder. Travis Pastrana won in a Subaru. He held off Block and the Skoda, who was second. Third was Barry McKenna, last year's American champion, who was in a World Rally car Ford. He's the one who rents the rides, including Block Skoda. I tell you to look for the results. The competition was great, but that rabbit hole would frustrate Alice. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. I said, certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet, wet. Make that, make that game weak. Yeah, you dealing with some wet, wet, wet. All right, so if you caught Statman's scat, I frankly believe that there might be some vitriol behind that scat when it comes to rally. <laughs> that man is our rally king. And I just, I want to put Statman's scat to the test. Uh, again, the rally in the 100 acre wood was this past weekend. You know where that name comes from? That's the best part of this whole story. You know where that name comes from? Yeah, Winnie. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's right. You got a seven-year-old daughter. I forgot. No, I think you quizzed me on that about 15 years ago. (laughs) Yo, you were very good at – yeah, you Mm -hmm. you got us onto that. All right. So, Stad, I went on their website trying to get information. What the hell is going on? You have two of the biggest motorsports personalities in Travis Pastrana and Ken Block, yet you can't get – Decent coverage, at least on their website at AmericanRallyAssociation.org. Hey, uh, you know, I mean, it, you think you're tr- imagine what Alice would have been. She couldn't even found the white rabbit in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most it's uh, crash. It's the worst. It's worse than the NHRA for information. I didn't well, think that could be possible. In our 20 years, we've gone through some massively horrific 
motorsports websites. So does this rank in the top five? Oh, it might rank in the top two or three. I mean, if you can't find out who won and lost your event, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. And really, we might be talking to 0.03% of the people out there that give a damn about this. But that being said, it is the, the biggest rally organization in America, Stat, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest... It's uh, uh, run by the overriding umbrella is the USAC, the United States Auto Club. Wait, what? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. USAC can't use some of their office managerial. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the reality of what's going on. Oh, my God. You just looked at the website and you, you try to look on that. They won't be up there till Tuesday or Wednesday until everybody goes home, showers, takes a nap and uh, has lunch and then figures it out. Bro, it was done. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And they, they, they're having to retweet uh, on their Twitter page. They're having to retweet ARA rally. And their last retweet was stage times there's the the latest post yeah rally ratification after the Siva makes it two wins in a row okay there we go uh they re- they retweeted dirt fish rally um for their winners yeah dirt fish rally has taken over some of the media stuff stuff that i used to do dirt fish rally has taken over some of that but it's so bad that I was at an event once and there were two guys, a guy from Boston and a guy from Canada who were competing for the championship. This was the last event of the year. I went to 10 different people to say, who do you think is going to win? They all said Ken Block or Travis Pastrana. They weren't even in the event. They weren't even entered in the event. That's how big those two stars are in the sport. And the people still can't, Go figure. That's mm. that. That's you know. I used to pro- promote the thing. This is a national championship, but this is a sportsman thing that uh, guys get together and have fun. Yeah. Which is why Travis and Ken like the series because they don't get bothered too much. Which yeah, and it's, you know, and it's and they don't get. The, of course, Barry McKenna, this guy, he's a uh, he has something to do with pouring concrete in New York construction. So he's a very wealthy Hey-o. man. And he. The mafia there? And, well, I don't know about that. But you can email her at <laughs> statsnc.speedfreaks.com. <laughs> he is, uh, uh, I think, six of the cars entered in this event this weekend were cars that he rented to people. He's a, oh. you know, so he's got a, he's built a very good business uh, doing that. But yeah, he's very fast. He's extremely fast. Uh, so yeah, he and Ken and Travis are the three guys you have to watch for in the uh, in the sport. Coming up, Freak Nation. The NASCAR race happened. What's this? How does it go? NASCAR. Uh, the NASCAR race fell in the woods, and no one's around. NASCAR race fell in the woods, woods. and nobody was there to hear it. Did it really happen? 
Uh, I went to go see a NASCAR race and a boxing match broke out. That's what oh, I was trying to get okay. to. More on that and more on Supercross next. I want it of you, but I better not touch. I want to hold you, but my friend. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. I like digging holes and hiding things inside them. When I grow old, I hope I won't forget to find them. Because I've got memories and travel like gypsies in the night. The website, speedfreaks.tv, 20 years, Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios been doing this damn thing. Statman, Crash Gladys, 
Kenny Sargent. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Spring is here. Falling out a little bit, aren't you? Time to roll down those windows and enjoy a new set of General Tires. When you purchase four qualifying General Tires before April 30th, you'll get up to a $70 Visa prepaid card back. Yep, four qualifying GTs, and you can take home up to 70 bucks on a Visa prepaid card. Check it out at GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. Daniel Blair, first time in the Freak Nation. Surprised him to get his happy ass in here when he's running some Marina Cross back in the day. You see him all over the coverage with NBC Sports for Supercross. And uh, I asked you, I said, where are you today or this afternoon? You said, I'm in Chicago. But uh, yep. uh, we talked about this earlier. You're, so, but originally, you're from Lodi. When the hell did you get the hell out of Lodi? Are you, do you live in Chicago? What's, what's up? <laughs> I live on airplanes right now, yeah. man. I'm all over the place. I have no, uh, no permanent residence. My wife and kids, they do, of course. They're back in Lodi. But if you want to get a hold of me, just, uh, just look up. I'm in an airplane, usually head somewhere. But isn't that such a breath of fresh air to say that after what we went through last year? It's great to be on airplanes. Yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, in, in, in all ways, you know, especially from the racing side of things, too. It's just, I would say overall, it's been a tough year for everybody. Tough times, but just that little bit of normalcy, going back to racing, being in these stadiums, flying around the country. And it, it's starting to feel more normal. It, it's, it's, it's definitely getting back to those days, you know. So I, I think we're getting close. Daniel Blair, of course, coverage for Supercross, Supercross Live with NBC Sports, joining us here in the Freak Nation. A number of the riders that we've had here in the Lucas Oil Studios with us, they talk about how they enjoy this season strictly from a traveling standpoint. When you've got multiple races in the same city, what about you as a dude who covers the sport? You say the same thing? Yeah, it's been pretty neat. You know, when the schedule came out and you saw that we were going to do these like mini residencies, you know, we're in Houston, we're in Indy, we're in Dallas and they knock out three races in a week. I'm thinking, okay, this should be pretty good. That's, that's less flying. That's, you know, you get to settle in in a city and sometimes we go to these places and you're in and out, and, you know, it's just, it flashes by. So to be able to be in Dallas for a week and be able to kind of get around and see some different things, it's, I guess it, it, it adds a layer uh, to the series and makes it kind of more fun. In a way, and I know the riders like it too because they just get to race more. You know, race on Saturday, race on Tuesday, race on Saturday. But for me, it, it's been great. You know, you get to settle in in a place for a little bit. It, it is hard in one sense, though. I have a wife and kids at home, so I miss them. FaceTime's cool, but it's not the real thing. So, you, you know, you give a little there. But overall, I think it's gone smooth. The racing's been great this season. The riders are, for the most part, staying healthy. We've lost a couple guys at different times. But for the most part, it's been a good one, and I think the schedule's worked out. Daniel Blair is a Supercross announcer for NBC Sports. Daniel, it's kind of strange. We've looked at this, and it seems like at this time of the year, we've had some injuries that have taken down some pretty big-name riders for maybe a whole season. Does this new schedule where the riders stay in one place longer, you think that has anything to do with fewer injuries this year? I don't know. It's actually something I kind of want to look into because, I mean, there's a multiple ways that a rider can get hurt of course one is on the racetrack when they're racing sometimes it happens at the practice track and you know i I believe that when a rider's at the practice track they're always pushing and and trying to find just that one tenth you know that that little bit extra sometimes that can be dangerous and so i don't know we're gonna have to look back at the end of the season and see what the real reason was but for the most part we've been pretty healthy this year um fortunately we've lost you know adam cincerello for a couple races chase sexton lost some time zach osborne justin brayton so we've had some guys that have missed races, but for the most part at the top of the championship, at least the big three, you know, Webb, Roxon, and Tomac, they've 
they've been able to keep it pretty clean up front. And um, yeah, so they're going to have to look at the end of the season and find out, you know, why this year has been so successful. I mean, the tracks have been, you know, pretty much the same. The competition's been at a high level. So I don't really know what it is. Maybe just a little bit of luck, but you know, it's, it's been good. It's kept the racing real good up top. Yes, it really has. And we'll take luck wherever we can take it. Daniel Blair joining us here Sunday night in the speed freaks pits. Cooper Webb pretty much dominated Dallas. Ken Roxon seemed to dominate Indianapolis. Are we, is there a clear champion in your mind now? I know that the point spread, I believe, is only 15 points between Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon. Eli Tomac's knocking on the door as well. But are, is anyone separating themselves enough midway through the season yet in your mind? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say Cooper Webb. Now, of course, there's going to be some, uh, some var- variables that are going to come into play. You know, the next three races are Atlanta Motor Speedway. There's no roof. And uh, <laughs> April in Georgia, I, I think it rains there a little bit. Then we go to Rysickle Stadium in Salt Lake City, open roof. So we have five races that still can be affected by weather, which can play a role. Uh, Cooper Webb's really good in the mud, as is Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac. But, I, I mean, you're right. First off, Roxon was so on fire in the beginning of the championship, it's looking like he's going to run away with this thing. And once Cooper Webb kind of put a stop to that, He's just found his momentum and, you know, he's won what five, I think of the last six races. And I just don't know if straight up anybody in this class is going to be able to overcome him mentally. I mean, Dallas uh, on Saturday was just, you know, he, he gets beat up a little bit in the heat race. Roxon passes him, pulls away. Chase Sexton puts him on the ground. And for the first time in a while, Cooper Webb looked vulnerable. He didn't, he didn't look great. Didn't look fast. And you're thinking maybe this is the race that turns it all around. And then he gets out there in the main event and it's like halfway through all of a sudden he just locks in and there's just something about this guy mentally and he just wears you out. And he did, he ends up passing Ken Roxton, you know, pulling away a little bit, gets the win. And I just don't know if anyone's going to be able to overcome that part of the game with him. I mean, if he's the fastest guy, he'll win. If he's not the fastest guy, he'll win. If he gets knocked down, he'll win. And, it's just when a rider is really tapped into something special, it's hard for them to lose it. Um, but you never know. I mean, one race, maybe Cooper Webb has one bad one. Kenny has a good one. It turns around. But at this point, without an outside variable or an outside issue, I just don't think anyone's going to be able to beat him straight up, especially for five in a row. He's just, he's just too tough. Daniel Blair, NBC Sports. For the last couple of decades, the Freak Nation has covered Supercross fairly closely. And we've had some rivalries, some big rivalries through the years, but we don't seem to be having that now. Are the riders closer? Isn't there any hatred on the track anymore? Yeah, there's there's something there. I mean, you got to think about the last few years. You know, Ken Roxon has uh, multiple times over the last few years been beat by Cooper Webb on the last lap. I mean, I, I think back to Cooper Webb's very first win. It was a triple crown at Anaheim. He gets Roxon on the last lap. I think about the drag race at Arlington, the, the, the closest race in Supercross history. Two years ago, Cooper Webb makes the pass in the last corner. This year at Houston, uh, Ken Roxon's winning. Dean Wilson's a lap rider, gets in the way. Webb on the last lap gets him and beats him. So I think there's some serious frustration there. And, you know, at Daytona, Cooper Webb kind of puts him up high in a berm. Roxon afterwards on the podium kind of says some things and says, hey, oh, you like to play that game? I do too. And I think there's a little bit of tension there, but for the most part, they've been pretty clean. And uh, I, I don't, I don't really see the rivalry escalating past maybe what it is because both these guys have a lot of respect. Even after the main event last night, they fist bumped a little bit. I think they both respect each other, um, even though you know it is very competitive at the top. But 
I don't know. I mean, there's nothing really heated at the moment. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of respect. These guys are all at the top of their game. But I think Ken Roxon's got to be pretty frustrated with the outcome of most of these races. And, you know, we actually had Jeremy McGrath on Race Day Live on Tuesday night. He comes into the studio, and we're just talking with Jeremy about what he thinks. And, hey, when the king speaks, you listen, right? And, <laughs> and McGrath said, if he's Ken Roxon, he's going to have to do something physical, make a statement. You know, come in and check him, maybe put a shoulder in him, do something just to let Cooper Webb know, like, you can't keep getting over on me like this. And, you know, I thought last night was an opportunity to do just that. Webb gets him and, you know, you got five, six laps left. I think Roxon should have done something just to try to shake him up just a little bit. But for the most part, you know, Webb has kind of owned these, uh, owned this rivalry. And yeah, to your point, I, I don't, it, there's a little bit of tension there, but it's not too bad. I think it's mostly on track stuff that Rux is frustrated by and, not dirty riding, just getting the bad end of these deals. These one-on-ones haven't gone his way. So um, there's something brewing there, but mm-hmm. I, at the same time, Ken Roxon's had some opportunities to do something about it. He just hasn't done it. So you talked about what the King would do, but what about Daniel Blair? Let's get into your head. What would you do if you were trying to figure out how to get the edge over Cooper Webb or Ken Roxon? Well, it's, it's easy to now say what I would do. I can take you back in time when I was racing and tell you I wouldn't have done anything, which is why I do TV <laughs> and I don't race anymore. No. So <laughs> to be, to be fair, I, I wasn't the most aggressive racer. Um, so I usually was on the bad end of those deals. So if I was Ken Roxton and it was me and it, at, say at my best, I would try to just whole shot and beat him straight up and hope that that kind of plays, uh, you know, plays into his head a little bit. You know, I've just, I was never that style of a rider. Neither is Ken Roxon. He's proven over the last few years that, I mean, he'll race you hard and, and he'll fight his best, but he doesn't get physical. So, uh, again, when, when the King speaks, <laughs> I, I mean, I really listen. And Jeremy McGrath said straight up on race day live, Roxon needs to punt him. And I just, uh, man, when, when he said that, I was, it, it got me fired up thinking maybe we had something there, but you know, Kenny had that opportunity last night and, and didn't take it. I don't think that's the way he likes to do things. So um, if you're Ken Rocks and you're going to have to count on your speed and your ability to get out of the starting gate and hope that it's enough. But the problem is, is Cooper Webb has now found this new speed over the last month or so. And it's I don't see a runaway happening. Cooper Webb will find a way to keep it close and you get in the last five minutes. And I mean, that's where he likes to do his work. So for Ken Rocks and get the whole shot, try to check out and hope that does it for you. But as we saw on Saturday night, that's not really working either. Daniel Blair, NBC Sports. Hear him all over the coverage for Supercross, Supercross Live here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. I like to get the, the perspective of riders, and now with yourself, a former rider and a commentator, McGrath, Carmichael, Filippoto. I'm not going to throw Dungey in there, but let's throw, I want to throw, throw James Stewart. In yeah. there, all things being equal, Daniel Blair, leave the championships out of out of it. All things being equal, they're all on the same bike. They're all the same age. Who's the best Supercross rider ever? Well, I work with Ricky every single weekend, so I'm going to say Ricky Carmichael. That a boy. No question, <laughs> not even debatable. In fact, I don't even know who the other three riders are. They're, it's just a <laughs> goat. That's it. Just in case he's listening. No, I mean in Supercross. He, I mean, Jeremy was a king. He won seven championships. Um, Ricky, of course, comes in and beats him, so he you know, takes it from him. Villapoto, in my opinion, I, I think Villapoto is a little underrated. Um, he got four championships in a row, and people seem to forget how good and dominant he was. He, he reminded me a lot of Ricky in a lot of ways, but kind of had something a little bit different. 
I mean, and then you got James Stewart. So let's just go one. Are you asking me for a championship or one race? One race. Uh, let's let's go Bubba Stewart. I mean, he had some top end speed that was just unbelievable. So if it's just one night, one race to get it done, I go Stewart. But if you're talking championship, I I really don't think you can mess with Ricky Carmichael. I think he won every single outdoor title he was ever in. You know, five times Supercross champ. So uh, for a title, I go Ricky. For an individual race. Uh, I'll go James Stewart, but God, that's a really tough question. You're talking about four of the <laughs> baddest dudes ever, so it's that's a tough one. We got Jeremy McGrath on the line. You want to talk to him? Stop it! Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll punt me probably after that statement. <laughs> so I, I don't want nothing to do with the King uh, after that one. My that's bad. That's greatness. Hey, man, we appreciate your coverage, buddy. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, and uh, I appreciate it. It's been a fun season, and it's not over. We got five more to go, and as much as Super Web's trying to make this thing. Uh, a runaway. I, I, I still think we got some outside issues and outside variables coming mm. in. So uh, I think we got more to see in 2021. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Thanks for pointing that out. That is going to make the last half of the season, or less than half actually, a lot to look forward to. Daniel Blair here in the Freak Nation. Thanks, DB. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Not, not much, much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. <laughs> yeah, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Moose. Not much motorsports. <laughs> Freaks. Not much motorsports. Tether and walk, we're going to tether and walk, the mother sucker. Tether and walk, the sucker. Now, I think not much motorsports. We've already spent 15, 20 minutes talking about the March mother freaking madness. Oral freaking Roberts. Roberts. Oh, are you, baby? That's where I go to school. Oh, are you going to my bell tower? Give me millions of dollars for my new private jet. Prayer <laughs> call. Prayer call. Okay. Oh, man. Right. A Florida woman posing as a plastic surgeon arrested after botched nose job. She was in the middle of performing another procedure on uh, Thursday earlier this week when Doral police of Florida raided mid-surgery. Well, investigators started probing (laughs) when a former patient contacted him about a messed up rhinoplasty. This woman said she paid $2,800 for the surgery, which had to be repeated because his nose wasn't healing properly. Even after the second procedure, bam, jacked up. The bogus surgeon also allegedly prescribed Zerlo painkillers, painkillers, antibiotics under another doctor's name. She cannot do my nose right. She's prescribed me the medication from another doctor. She cannot find a solution to my pain. So something's wrong. Something's wrong. Well, dumbass, check some credentials next time you have someone going in there with an ice pick. That's what I don't get. Mm -hmm. How did you go with an unlicensed doctor? I mean, got any past work they can show you? Got any references? That little certificate on the wall? Come on. We gave blue chip stamps with the surgery. (laughs) I mean, Statman claims he... Ran an F5000 car around Compton one night. Uh, the Forum parking lot. The Forum parking lot. Compton. Sorry. Uh, or, or, or Rendell, what I'm trying to say. Inglewood. 
Inglewood. All right, man. It will be complete madness again next week. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Yep. Motorsports Radio, redefined.